This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, however it applies for your daily dose of Locked On Browns. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, uh, joining from Mobile, Alabama. Um, I'm assuming when he went south this time of year, he was hoping for some better weather. But from SI.com's Browns Maven, Pete Smith. Uh, still, obviously, you know, there is a huge GM search that's coming close to its conclusion. With that being said, guys and gals, um, you can't ignore what's on the schedule. You got to get through senior bowl, senior bowl week. There is talent to be evaluated. Pete Smith has been down there. Uh, thanks to a, you know, cushy padded chair. Pete was able to survive through both practices today. Pete, what's the latest down in Mobile? And look, did you get a decent meal? Because apparently the whole place wants to shut out, shut down food down, food wise at eight p.m. Uh, I did today. I got the place called the Original Oyster House. Uh, got a nice po' boy, some uh, cheese grits, things of that nature, which was good. Um, you know, it's it's always weird because like you you you're down here uh, and it, it, you know feels like, you know, the, the rest of the NFL world is very much like outside and you're sort of insulated. You're really focused on everything that's going on here. So, you know, we don't, or at least I haven't really had a, a lot. I mean, I, I know basically what's going on, but, uh, you know, it, it's not like a minute to minute thing with some of these things as it appears to have been for some people, uh, based on what I was looking at, uh, in, in terms of yes he's still in the building uh, yes he's still in the building yes he's yeah still in the building. another another day of that and then you know more hand wringing over well he left without a contract and all that stuff so i i caught some of that um as i was catching up on stuff but yeah um it's you know padded football uh down here which was good um, yeah, and this was it, it makes it like the weirdest week because you know you're nobody's really talking Super Bowl yet. Um, you know, even you know the two teams playing, it's quiet on their fronts. Obviously, a bunch of work to do for both teams. You know, one one of the reports out now is you know San Francisco is maybe trying to uh, you know cling to Joe Woods. You know, long term. You know, I, I don't know how you're going to do that with the relationship he's got with Kevin Stefanski, and especially if this. General manager search goes through, you know, like it's maybe looking like it's going to. And the fact that, you know, I mean, unless it's just a straight contract and a straight money grab, um, which could be possible. I mean, you have a fantastic defense coordinator in place. He's done an incredible job. Um, you know, it's almost like, you know, well, we're going to lose either one of these guys this year. We may lose both of them by next year. I mean, if you're San Francisco, I guess I, I understand it, but you know, this is what happens if you're good and you get on the accelerated path quickly. Look, I mean, it, it comes down to, you know, basically, you know, tough noogies to your head coach, to your front office. You put together a great staff. Your team got really good. Guess what? You're going to get poached like hell. Well, particularly with Joe Woods, uh, because look, he, he was a defensive coordinator and a, and a good one for two seasons. Uh, and then, when they made the move and, and, and switched to Vic Fangio as the head coach and Joe Woods, you know, uh, lost his job. It, it, you know, he, he became the 
DB's coach slash passing game coordinator. Uh, that's not, that was never going to be, you know, a, a long time position that, you know, that's one of those where you, you know, what, what bronze fans were hoping Todd Munkin was going to be, where it's like you, you keep him for a year and then, you know, he has a great year and, and, and goes elsewhere. Well, that is a hundred percent the Joe Wood situation. I mean, if, if it's not the Browns, it would have been somebody else, but uh, he, you know, unless he's uninterested and I don't think he, that's the case. Uh, he wants to be a defensive coordinator uh, and, and try to, you know, be continue to grow his career. And, you know, obviously a chance to win the Super Bowl is great, but, uh, and, and, you know, I'm sure, sure he's invested in that, but that's the one where you're basically like, look, this, we understood what we were getting here. Uh, you can put up a little bit more of a fight with uh, on the Mike McDaniel front, but uh, no, Joe Woods, you're owned. Yeah, I mean it's it's just not going to work out. And the other thing is, is um, guys, you know, this is that's family over there. You know, it's you know, I, I know what's going on over there. Um, it's it's you know, I'm not going home, but essentially, I'm going home. Uh, you know, Pete, obviously, uh, you know, uh, you know, take us through the day here today, and this is where things should start to look a little bit crisper and cleaner. A number one, you have those first day nerves. A number, you know, a number two, you have the you know feeling out process, whether it's receivers and quarterbacks. Um, pads are on now, uh, in that always, you know, there's, that's, you know, the men from the boys and there's just those guys who, you know, and I wasn't one of them skill players never were, but there's those guys where it's, you know, strap them up, put them in. All right, let's get going. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it depends, uh, on the guy, but you know, some of these guys have been awful football for, you know, over a month where some of these guys were playing last week. Um, and that obviously makes a big difference. Um, you had a, a couple guys uh, playing at the Shrine game who, you know, had a week and, and they've come in and they were able to go, get right into the flow. Uh, so it's it's always different. And, you know, the, knowing just how intense you can get without pads versus what you can do with pads, uh, it's just, you know, it looks like a better game. And, um I, I think that made a big difference. Uh, you know, like a guy like J- uh, Javon Kinlaw, who was b- basically unblocked uh, on on Tuesday, uh, actually had had his work cut out for him. Guys were able to compete and, and give him a look. And and I thought, you know, some of the guys, uh, you know, that certainly looked better in pads, um, especially the guys I was focused on uh, watching the linemen. Uh, it, it just it was just it looked more like you'd expect. Uh, and then there's certain, you know, defenders, especially uh, some of these DBs and stuff. We want to get hands on and do those type of things where uh, it, it's easier to do that with pads and, and receivers are a lot sl- more slippery uh, when they don't have shoulder pads and things like that, where you can sort of poke and lean on and, and those things. So yeah, there, there's no question that it was better, uh, more representative of what you're going to get. Um, no, obviously you brought up, you know, guys like Kinlaw, um, but you know, there's a name you were focused on going down there, Pete. And, um, to this point, he's done nothing to disappoint. Obviously, you know, uh, Jim Nagy mentioned first round grade, uh, you know, everybody's talking about him, Josh Jones, Pete, you know, today you got to see with the pads and, you know, the reports and all the buzz seems like everything's really going well and really aligning for this guy. Yeah, I mean, he to me, he's clearly the second best player here. Uh, now, obviously, I don't 
I don't care about quarterbacks, so you you can do whatever you want with uh, the kid from Oregon or or Jordan Love. Um, I don't care. I, but in terms of like position p- football players, to me it's uh, Javon Kinlaw and then uh, and then Jones. And I you know Kinlaw finished practice uh, with something. I don't know. He, he, he came off. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be done for the week or what, but. Uh, as far as Jones' uh, pass protection, I thought he was really, really effective. Uh, he just he moves well. He, he doesn't look stressed. He, uh, he, he always looks patient and under control. He got beat on one rep the whole day, and I think that was more about his uh, action as opposed to uh, the defenders. It was a little linebacker guy who was able to sort of get under him. I think he got uh, lunged a little bit too much and got off balance. He was allowed to get under, but everybody else, um, he handled really efficiently uh, run blocking. You know, he looks good. He, he, he's, you know, they're running zone stuff. Um, he, he looks great. And he played, I should say, and he played a zone scheme at Houston. Uh, he looks really good reaching. He looks good getting to the second level. Again, there are times where I, where I feel like he, he has more he can, he can do on certain plays and he's not as much of a finisher as I would like him to be. But just in terms of getting in position and taking care of his block, uh, he's uh, impressive. Uh, and, well, and the thing, I mean, and you know, you, you look and you talk about the zone scheme and what maybe going to come here, and you talk about getting that final drop out of him that's needed to be really successful on this level. You would feel confident in the hire that you made, you know, that could get it. And you know, yeah, it's. I mean, it's he's. Definitely, yeah. I would say the you know the prize of the uh, the prize there, offensive line wise. Um, you know, we started to see more here today. Um, Pete, uh, you know, uh, one of the edge players from Michigan had a good day. Some of the guys who popped today showed some, you know, showed a little bit more than yesterday. Or some guys that you know you, you weren't expecting of and saw a little bit more today. Um, well, there's like 20 guys from Michigan, so I don't know that that helps. But, but I will say uh, the guy, one of the guys, I think he who, who's uh, you know, largely playing as expected this week from Michigan is, is Ben Bredesen, the, the guard. Um, he looks like a guard, big uh, barrel-chested dude. Uh, pretty good uh, player. He's he's been effective. Um, I am very impressed with Adeniji uh, from Kansas. He uh, is, is moved inside the guard, and I think he's a really good fit there. I think he's going to find a home there. Um, very good power and anchor, uh, especially in the pass pro stuff. Uh, it, it looked like it was a little bit easier for him to do that than to tackle. Um, I like Hurt from UConn, but I think there's some work to do there. Uh, I think he looked way better in team stuff than he did in some of the individual pass, uh, pass protection stuff. I think he's got some work to do in terms of uh, improving how he gets out of his stance. And those type of things. Uh, I think the North starting offensive line is is pretty damn good uh, for this for this game, you know, quote unquote game. Um, with uh, Jones and Pert as your tackles, uh, Bredesen and uh, Adeniji as your guards, and then whoever the kid from Washington is uh, at center, they uh, that's a pretty good group. Um, let's see from the North. Um, uh, KJ Hill, you know, has, has has had a good week. You know, I think he's largely done what he's always done at Ohio State. He doesn't get a ton of looks, but when he does, 
he's he's pretty good with him. I thought he had a really nice punt return uh, at points. Um, I, and, you know, obviously the, if if the Browns are going to get Joe Woods, and and I'm under the assumption they will. Um, there's a couple of players that suddenly enter the conversation that wouldn't have been there with uh, with a guy like Steve Wilkes, and that's a guy like Carter Coughlin from Minnesota or Zach Bond from Wisconsin, and those guys are pretty interesting. Coughlin was really impressive as a junior, uh, and I think he played well here today at, at some of the pass rush stuff. Um, Zach Braun is interesting. Uh, a guy like uh, Jason Strobridge, from UNC, uh, you know, he, he's he's a slightly undersized defensive tackle. Uh, you know, he's, he's, you know, cut out to be a guy who can play the three or, you know, kick out and be a base end. Um, he's not luckily a guy you want to have starting out there, more of a role player. But uh, he had a pretty good day. Um, he got his hands on uh, what seemed like a, a, a couple – passes uh, of Shea Patterson, uh, who struggled uh, overall in this one. Um, I, you know, I, I'm continue to be interested by Chase Claypool. I need to watch the more of the receivers and stuff from, from this practice. I was almost entirely focused on the line. Um, I had heard some talk that he was having some issues with press, which not ideal considering what his body type is. No, um, not at all. But you know when when he you know the ball's thrown at him he, he's 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 pretty good. Uh, Bryson Hopkins, you know I, he he's he's fine um, as a pass receiver. He just doesn't offer much as a blocker. I think Evan Weaver is a Mike backer and nothing else. He has struggled. Uh, I, I don't know if he's you know gotten in the way of a single pass in in coverage. It's just a, a huge struggle for him. One guy. Uh, I know knew very little about coming in would be uh, Laurel Murchison from North Carolina State. He was dominating at times during the pass rush stuff. He's just too quick, uh, good with his hands on some of those guys in there. Um, let's see, any other skill guys? I thought Jordan Love had a much better day. Um, Josh Kelly looked pretty good running in that nine, you know, that nine and seven stuff. Uh, some of the drills he was able to break free. I thought he, he was pretty good from that standpoint. Um, a a Lowy Gilmore, I think both Notre Dame safeties is, have, have helped themselves this week, though uh, Gilman at one point came up limp. Um, so I don't know what what his status is going to be, if they're just going to shut him down. Um, Denzel Mims, a couple big catches. He, he's pretty good about, uh, about using his, his body to sort of box out and create space. Um, let's see. I, I haven't had a chance to really see much of Logan Wilson from Wyoming. I mean, I know he's fast. He can run around and do some things like that, but I haven't seen enough of his reps. Uh, but that's largely what I saw. I, I know there's some people who were interested in Alton Robinson from Syracuse. He, he sort of looks the part. I don't think he really had much of an impact, uh, at least in pass rushing. Um, South team, um, I, I continue to be impressed with Ben uh, Barch or Barchi as, as the offensive line coach from the Bengals kept calling him. Um, he, he, you know, he isn't, you know, consistently great or anything, but I just, I, I think he's got a, 
the way he plays, I think there's something there with him that's worth looking into as a day three type guy. Um, the the Alex Taylor uh, was, a, I think, pretty good uh, run blocking. Uh, he, he, he was able to do some things and, and take advantage of his length and, and drive guys a little bit. Uh, pass protection, he's inconsistent. There's just there's work there to do. Um, LSU's center, like Christian Berry, he's pretty good. Uh, if you like one of those bigger, less mobile style centers, which obviously isn't what the Browns are really doing, but they, you know there are teams that would be happy to have him um, with, with what he's able to do. Uh, Pinkney, I, I, I like him as a blocker. He's just very slow. He, he's not a guy who's going to separate much. Um, he seems more in Darren Fells type guy, although he's not nearly as tall. Uh, six, six eight, four, <laughs> six four, and, and a little bit, and, and two fifty some. He's a good build, but he he's a guy you know, you, you know where he gets sort of lost and creates a little space and, and boxes out and, and makes some catches and picks up some garbage yards from that standpoint. He's just not um, particularly fast in that. Um, area of of the game. Uh, let's see who else we got here. You know Benjamin. He's you know he's the best back down here. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. I, I don't think it's a great field, but he's easily the best um, of the group. Um, Kyle Duggar from uh, Len, Len, Lenore or Lenoir Ryan uh, is interesting. Um, I wasn't as productive as I would have liked in college, especially at a lower level, but there, it's not difficult to see why he got invited to this thing or, or what's intriguing about him. He's a big dude at safety, um, had one really nice play on the ball in coverage where he was able to intercept the pass. Um, Jawan Jennings from Tennessee had, had a, a couple of nice plays in this. Um, you know, this, this is a weird year, and it has a lot of very big receivers. So, you know, standing out in that field, is pretty good. Van Jefferson, I think, has been a guy who's helped himself quite a bit down here. Um, let's see. Well, it, it, Jefferson's a guy I, I'm actually starting to warm up to because, I mean, if you think of Odell, you think of Jarvis, you know, uh, and a bigger body who can break off routes like that, you know, that, there could be something to that. Uh, DJ Wanham, um, they tried to stand him up yesterday unsuccessfully. He was much better today. Um, they put him back with the defensive line. We got to do some pass rush stuff. Uh, he, he was interesting from that standpoint. Um, Michael Pirine is a guy who flashes. Uh, there's just not much production with him. Somebody's going to take him to see if they can get some, uh, get, get some things out of him. He's, he's got ability to contribute on special teams. He's, he's impressive uh, in some of his athletic ability. Uh, Javon Kinlaw, he's he's fantastic. I, I, I hope he's not, you know, going to have to be out or something with the injury, but he, he's just a very, very good football player running past. But even still with Kinlaw, he could be a guy here where it's, you know, in his, you know, his camp's going to tell him, hey, we've done enough. We're not risking anymore. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that, that's, and that's ultimately why, you know, even if it's some small thing, you're just like, yeah, oh, too bad, man. Oof. We better get you out of it. Um, yeah, it's it's a shame we're gonna have to replace that hangnail, but we're done here. Uh, which the one thing that's been interesting is is you know the guys who have been injured haven't left, um, or or if they have, it hasn't been many of them. Like today, uh, the kid, the other kid from Auburn, 
uh, defensive lineman, uh, went, you know, was in a walking boot, was still here, uh, and as well. Well, hell, if he, I mean, but if he's an Auburn kid, he could live 20 minutes away. But, I mean, this is it. This is, you know, this is the last chance where you can feel like kids because once Indianapolis comes, that's all about money. Yeah, uh, it was the same deal for, for Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt. He was uh, out uh, in, in civvies. Uh, I don't know what he had, but, it, yeah, like the, the, all these guys uh, are still here. Ashton Davis still here. Winogo's still here. Uh, Lecky Fotu's still here. They're watching practice and, and some of these stuff and, and doing these interviews. Uh, so um, that – is interesting. So often some of these guys get hurt and it's like they're, they're immediately shipped out of town. Um, Joseph Charlton, not that the Browns need a punter, he can kick the shit out of the ball. Um, <laughs> he, uh, it, I, I was on the other side. Uh, I was on the far end zone from him and he was it, it, coming off his foot. It was like a shotgun going off uh, as he boomed it. Like uh, a one was like, uh, like 55 yards. In, in like almost six seconds in the air or something like that. And he was hitting, he was hitting drills on the other end of the field a couple of times, uh, easily out kicking the uh, judge machine uh, that was there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting guys. I don't know if there's how many guys that, that necessarily are going to, you know, potentially uh, answers for the Browns, but, there's certainly some guys. Marvin Dave, Marlon Davidson, Davidson, that was the guy who was in a walking boot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think right now, at least for what the Browns are looking at, the North team seemingly has way more um, in terms of guys that are going to be interested just the way the, the rosters are stacked and, and the, the guys they seem to have. There are more guys that sort of fit, to me, um, what the Browns are looking for. Like, for one thing, um, and I have to go through tape on this with the uh, South team, but Northwise, like, nobody stood out other than maybe Jalen Elliott um, on those running back safety uh, tight end routes. Um, and, you know, he, he, he did well in those. Obviously, that's, you know, he's supposed to. Uh, but he was maybe the only guy who looked like he could really cover anybody. Uh, the linebackers were just, just a, a huge struggle um, and guys were running free all over the place and, and making, you know, making some easy plays. So, um, you know, if you, I, I, the Browns do have people down there, uh, and if they are looking at these linebackers, they need be one more reason to be like, we, we got to get Joe back. Uh, because <laughs> it's just, it, it's, it's hard. To find, you know, it's hard to find guys you can cover. And that's the name of the game at this level. We got listener questions coming. Obviously, Pete Smith giving us a uh, wealth of knowledge from day two from senior role practices. We continue to roll through here on Locked On Browns. You guys like your Browns gear. You guys don't mind spending money, but the problem is you guys want the stuff that's going to stand up. That's where Zabo Apparel comes in. Uh, quality within the product that you're paying for. Um, it's not quick hashtag run a shirt. It's well thought out. It's through true Cleveland Browns fans, the Zabo family, uh, veteran family, obviously, uh, two kids actively serving in the armed forces as we speak. Um, it's it's not just some run of the night thing. It's not the new thing in town. It's going to be the standard. They work hard. They put good thought into it, the artwork, the quality of the apparel itself. Uh, love the Zabo family. Love the apparel. Check them out, ZaboApparel.com. 
at Zabo Apparel on Twitter. Make sure you follow it and uh, go ahead and order up um, and, and be ready because uh, once you buy one, it gets quite addicting. Like I said, we got a bunch of listener questions here. And we appreciate you guys. And, it, you know, it's it's great that P's able to you know, make this time for us uh, on this week. You know, obviously crazy busy down there. And it's also, you know, there is some social aspect to it with that. So, you know, we're going to continue to roll on through here and just try to get you guys the best coverage we can. Giovanni Raviz would never disappoint you. Yeah, it would never disappoint without getting any worse. Tight ends, Pete. And let's be honest. We know we have maybe that second type blocking tight ends. Anyone standing out yet down there? Um, again, if you like blockers, I think Pinkney's a good blocker. Um, I think Steven Sullivan, um, from LSU has, has done some things as a receiving tight end. Let me look real quick. Cause for some reason I thought he had, um, some bizarre measurements, like he was really short or something, uh, or had something else that was sort of like debilitating from that standpoint. Um, Uh, the knock on some of these guys is they're just not physical enough. I, I know that's been uh, one that's been lobbied at Harrison Bryant um, a couple times from people I, I've heard talk about it. Uh, let's see, Stephen Sullivan. Oh, he's a good size. Maybe he just didn't produce very much. But, yeah, he's he's been a nice little surprise down here. I mean, um, you know, obviously this is a team where – you know, Foster Moreau wasn't sort of a featured weapon, even though he did have the production and obviously was great uh, this past year. So, I mean, it, it, sometimes it can be difficult to know. I, I think Sean McKeon is more of a blocking type tight end. Uh, I, I, I haven't really, despite the fact that I'm watching a lineman and some of the times the tight ends are down there, they're not uh, often to get, or I should say I'm watching the line when they're, when they're doing stuff. Uh, the one kid who's looked pretty good um, as, a, you know, undersized, uh, he's not a true tight end, but the kid from Cincinnati, Dubois, um seems to be able to create some separation, get open and make some plays in that, that uh, aspect of the game. But it's, you know, if you're looking for blockers, I don't know how many real answers you're going to find down here other than probably Pinky. And the thing with Pinky is I don't know where you draft that. Um, I've seen some people look at him as like, you know, in, in the top 100. And I, that seems rich for what he does, although I really like his skill set and what he can do. Um, Adam Troutman um, is probably another guy that looks like he, he's capable of doing the, the right things uh, as, a, as a run blocker. Um, what else am I missing? That's all. Um, so yeah, I mean, blocking wise, it, it's it's not great. I, look, I mean, and part of that is you know it's a position where you need you know grown ass men, and some of these guys are, are playing in positions where they are you know by design not really doing that, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think Pinkney's your the main blocker here, but a guy like Trotman might be interesting. But it, you know, it, under uh, you know small schooler type, uh, I will be very curious to see if the Browns. You know, obviously they they want more tight ends uh, on the field at times. Are they going to be satisfied with the group they have 
or are they going to be looking to you know bring in some, some new new guys in that standpoint? Well, and uh, Stephen Thomas brought this up the other day, and uh, we were talking about um, Kyle Rudolph essentially has like you know I, I think there's a, a team option on his deal. Um, a lot of things are getting weird in Minnesota. Um, you know, with you know obviously a lot of movement made there with me in the front office with the coaching staff, and you know to keep the head coach, which could be some crazy movement. Could be something to keep your eyes on. Um, I think they have plenty of options for that kind of quote unquote move tight end. Um, Mr. Fells, he's a free agent. It'd be nice. Doubt it's going to happen, but it'd be interesting if he was if it was back uh, back after the uh, Grover Cleveland style uh, uh, <laughs> career with the Browns, where you know two two trips with one with one other team in the middle. Yeah, and you know, and a guy you should have never moved on for for the guy that you did move him on for. Um Dino, love you, bud. We got to your questions. You know, Pete Dressel's backs. Obviously, Josh Kelly's looking pretty good here. Um AJ two twenty, again, tight ends. I mean, um the best in show aren't here essentially. Um from uh at Luckbuck, in terms of positional importance, what positions do we have to grab in the first one hundred? Don't say 100, say 105, because, um, you know, you have five picks within the first 105. Uh, you know, I think for right now, and obviously you still have, you know, free agency and obviously potential trades to work out. I guess for me, it's two offensive tackles. It's a safety. Um, maybe it's a D tackle or an edge. And at least one skill guy is probably where I'd go with that. And I am including tight end in that skill guy. Uh, look, I mean, tackle is obviously the biggest one, uh, and I, you know. And everybody was picking on us where we said just go back to back tackle. The more and more this goes on, and you see bigger names and Daniel Jeremiah and wherever it comes from, it may be ten and forty one because it, it looks like this group is going to get you know hoovered up pretty damn quick. Uh, well, part of that is you know the fact that there are that many good ones. I mean, you know, Josh Jones to me is it might be the fifth best offensive tackle. Um, and, you know, because the top, which could mean top good. twenty, top twenty-five. Yeah, I mean that's you know if if, if you know if, if Beckton goes as high as, as I suggested at four, um, which again I, bet, I, I tried to say that you know top being a decision the tenth pick what wouldn't be um, wouldn't be a surprise at all. I mean, again, it's just there aren't that many people on the planet who can do what that guy can do. Um, but you know, if, if let's say he was to go that high, and in the mock he did, you know, there's a guy like Andrew Thomas at ten. Um, you know, if if the Browns go with that, um, do do they are they inclined to, you know, try to move up from forty one? And that doesn't mean to the first round, but I guess it could, um, and and try to get that other guy just by the, the virtue of the fact that this class has the the, the people to do that. Um, you know, they're People who think uh, Josh Jones, like just people I was talking to today, one said he had him as offensive tackle seven, um, and I think that that would you know one of the guys that would be ahead of him in that scenario would be the other kid from Georgia and like uh, USC kid, and just the fact that there are this many options um, that you could theoretically have somebody who's clearly 
talented in Josh Jones, who's clearly a very good football player. But to me, again, arguably the second best player down here. Maybe you know you go third if you want to include Herbert in that. Um, the fact that that guy could be, you know, in the conversation as the seventh best offensive tackle says a lot about what this guy. And then, you know, you get down here and you see a guy like Ben Barch. Um, and again, I'm not saying you're drafting him to start him, um, but it's just another interesting talent that could theoretically be in the conversation. So if we're talking, you know, past that tier one, past that even tier two, looking at tier three uh, and tier four guys, you know, that the, you're, let's see, you, you do go one early, one late, um, and, and you want to grab somebody like a Barch or a guy like Taylor, and, and Taylor's probably a couple of years away, um, that uh, you can develop and you like Lamb enough to, to go with that. Uh, there's just, there's a lot of ways to attack the problem, but there's only so many classes that we, where you're, you know, see this much talent at a position that is always scarce in the NFL. Um, Maybe that's indication of, you know, what's to come, and that that, uh, that that there's going to be more offensive tackles coming that can do some of the things. You get. But I, I, it's just hard to imagine you're going to see too many classes upcoming where the top four guys are are basically going to be 21 as rookies. And this is one thing where we did kind of, you know, understand, you know, the situation with John Dorsey. It, it wasn't a scenario that played out well for them. The first, you know, obviously, you know, for over the last two years in the draft classes this year, it's, you know, it's and it, it, it blends well, because as these guys are getting closer to contract extensions, you could be talking about, you know, Joel and JC, you know, the sunset years, so to speak, of their careers. Just one more to sneak in here. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, open pit barbecue in Vermilion. Guys are looking for barbecue in Ohio. You're near Vermilion. You're driving through. Go ahead, check out my buddy John Vaughn over there. John, A number one, is a diehard Browns fan. A number two is a diehard barbecue guy. Uh, most of the conversations we have are about meat and smoking it and grilling it. Um, Browns themes, specials, Browns themes, sandwiches. John's got a passion for it. Food is good. It's quality. Make sure you check out Open Pit Barbecue in Vermilion. My buddy John Vaughn, he's on social media. He's on Twitter. Avid Browns guy, passionate about his food, passionate about his Browns. Make sure you check out Open Pit Barbecue. All right, I'll give this one here, and uh, I don't know if it's up yet or not, but uh, J- uh, Jack McMurray, uh, 108.5 uh, Gridiron Podcast. Uh, I joined Jack here today. We talked a little bit about the draft process, going through prospects. Um, Pete, what is the craziest rumor nugget you've heard so far in Mobile? Could be Browns or not Browns. I'm going to go with this one here. and. At the time, guys, we couldn't share it last year, but it was, I guess, Pete, was it the first night in Mobile or the second night in Mobile? Pete and I are getting messages from everybody, and Pete was there firsthand. I think your new head coach at the Cleveland Browns might die tonight as Freddie Kitchen was essentially putting down the saloon in Veets, which is, you know, the the local, you know, we'll talk some ball and grab some drinks, and when I say drinks, I mean a plethora of drinks and Freddie was there drinking like it was going to be the last day on earth. Uh, is the question specifically about this year or just any year? Uh, I think it's this year, but it's Jack. He'll take something good. Is there anything good this Uh, year? Anything juicy? 
I mean, I, I don't know if there's anything all that interesting. I saw that thing from Omar Kelly, which makes no sense. Um, but sure, um, the idea that the, the Detroit Lions are are looking at a quarterback uh, because they're they're up, they're concerned with the long term health of uh, of uh, Matt Stafford when the next man up would theoretically be you know Tua. Um, who's obviously had any number of issues when this seems like a pretty blatant attempt to try to uh, gin up some interest in, in moving up uh, and, and trading down. Uh, it ultimately the seems like the sign in the window of we are open. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the one I, I, the one I saw from pro from Tony Pauline is the, probably the, the most, the most interesting, uh, the idea that Ezra Cleveland could be a, a first-round pick. I, I, I don't see it. Um, I don't really see um, room for him in this class in particular, but I don't see him as a first-round prospect. So I don't know. I haven't seen anything too crazy, but I haven't really been looking for it either. And, and part of that, I guess, is just by virtue of the fact that, you know, there, there aren't very many Browns people down there. They, they are here. They, they're scouting guys, but you know, they're, they, you know, I, Bill Belichick was here, uh, hanging out with Nick Saban today. Um, you know, he normally he's not down here cause they're still playing. Um, so, you know, with the Browns, uh, Mike Tom was down here, uh, with the Browns, obviously Stefanski's trying to hire, uh, coaches and, I don't think he's down here. At least I, I would doubt it if he's involved in the GM hiring process, uh, which probably in the building all day today. Um, and they don't have GMs and some of the other things. So, you know, where some of the stuff might come from, where, where people are talking to scouts and other things, um, <laughs> the, most most questions are, are, are probably about who's going to get the so-and-so job. And the answer they're probably giving on most of the things is we, we know as much as you guys do. Yep. All right, Pete, we're getting tight on time here. But for my buddy, uh, David Rose, uh, Jeremy Chin, safety, Southern Illinois, Steve Atwater's nephew. What do you got? He's been asking. We didn't get to it last night, and that was mad at me. Um, I haven't seen a ton of him. I know who he is. I, I saw him do a little bit uh, in the uh, tight end stuff. Um, looks reasonably big. Um Seems like uh, he's got good size for the position. Seems to be uh, physical and willing to step up and, and get involved. But uh, yeah, I mean he's a big guy, six three, and change a little, you know, six three one eight two nineteen. Um, so it, it, he was he's somebody I need to see more of. Again, so much of my time today was essentially watching all the line, just linemen. Um, and, and the, the rest of my time is, is trying to catch up on everything else on tape. So um, with guys like him, you know, some of these guys people ask me about, I, I can legit be like, I don't know who that is because I've just been watching so much of the line stuff. Uh, and that and some of these guys showing up so late. But, uh, yeah, he uh, he's one of the ones I, I, I know very little about. We're sorry, buddy. We are sorry from that aspect. We're trying. We're trying. Um, maybe eventually one day the uh, schedule will lighten up in Jeff's life, and we can at least give you a two-person perspective. Pete, other than Javon Kinlaw, who looks like he might be pulling the "Hey, I'm out of here," just you know, could be a business decision, could be injury. 
the only other person that would may could basically make that case is Josh Jones. Uh, yeah, I think Josh Jones. Uh, if if he, you know, after day one, he probably could have been like when they, when they got into the, one of the stretching periods where they were doing. The, the Detroit Lions are very, very concerned about the health of him. Is anybody hummery, humming the Jeopardy theme song yet? Because it seems like just from the social media aspect that everybody's ready to do it in unison. Uh, not yet. Uh, they're, they're, it just seems like uh, they are very, very concerned about the notion of somebody pulling up. So they're doing a lot of hamstring stuff. But some of the weird stretches they were doing the first day, which just seems uh, brutal. Uh, you know, if he if he if he basically got up going to the transfer portal uh, to the, try to get to the other team, he could, it could have been done. But yeah, I, I think um, today he was great. So I, I expect um, he he's doing. You know, look, this is what he came here to do. There were questions about you know playing at Houston and the level of competition and stuff like that, and that's part of the reason he's here. He wants to prove he can do it uh, against anybody, um, and. But yeah, if he if he wants to you know wake up tomorrow and just like eh, you know my ankles sore or something, uh, you know whatever he could easily leave and 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 have accomplished everything he wants to do. Now it would suck for the North team because they actually have a pretty sizable advantage on that one, and they need guys who can block um, a guy like him while he does stay in this thing. But uh, yeah, it, it, to me he's he's been pretty impressive. Uh, he's one of the better tackles I've seen down here. Okay. And with that, we'll start to put a bow on this one here. Uh, make sure you're following the guy at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, make sure you're checking out everything at Browns Maven on social media, si.com. You're reading Browns work. Most likely it's coming from Pete and his staff. Go ahead, check it out, pumping it out continuously as, you know, because there is no off season. Uh, me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. Uh, you got to get questions, things you want to put into the show here. You know, I'm always looking, always looking for the opportunity for content, you know, things that are good. Go ahead, hit me. And yeah, just general questions. You know, you can hit me with that as well. At Locked On Browns, all lowercase, follow back account. DMs are open. Same thing over there. Um, and obviously, you know, I try to handle as much as I can, uh, you know, through questions and stuff like that through DMs. And if you want them, by, by all means, send them over. I'll do my best to get back to you. Um, just busting on through here. Obviously, you know, you know, we're going through senior ball week here. Will there be news on a GM soon? Who knows? I will be ready to cover it. If it does break, this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.